Hello and welcome to My Supernatural Vida, a bilingual English and Spanish podcast where I share the Word of God in my experience with the supernatural. I started this podcast because I know that there are others out there who, like me, for some time thought that they might be crazy or maybe even still do. Well, I'm here to tell you that you are not crazy. You are supernatural. Let's be super together. Hello and welcome to today's podcast. Today's podcast is the beginning of a three-part series titled Three Ways That Parents Inadvertently Damage Their Kids. So the inspiration for this podcast series came to me as I was getting on the highway ramp on Highway 83, taking my son to tutoring. I saw a certain type of truck that evoked a certain type of feelings within me. So I will elaborate on this, but before I do that, let me preface uh, preface this, the podcast by saying this. I am not a mental health professional. I have just had to heal from some of these issues since coming to the Lord. And some of these things found their way out upon receiving Christ. And some others um, I've uh, that I will discuss here uh, were deeper rooted and I've, I've had to deal with as I've come closer into relationship with the Lord. And second, uh, this is not intended to be a substitution for professional advice. And this is all informational. If you find as you're listening that this triggers something within you or that you are dealing with some of these things or that you have some of these emotional issues or that you have some of these struggles, whatever it is that you come across as you're listening, please understand that this is not a substitution for any professional advice that you may realize that you need and you need to go get it, okay? Um, and then lastly, uh, I have no quarrels with my family. I love them all. They're amazing people. I am doing just fine. We all get along. We talk. We're doing well. Um, you know, growing up, we had all the same issues that all families have. And so, you know, thank the Lord. I have healed from some of the traumas that my parents inadvertently caused to me because you know what? Nobody comes with a manual. Nobody has children and automatically knows what to do. So, you know, and that includes my own children, you know, my children didn't come with a manual either. So, you know, I had my kids and I may have caused some of these traumas to them. I may have caused some of these issues to them. Praise the Lord that I came to Christ uh, a couple of years ago. I already had them. So I've had to, you know, repent and ask for forgiveness for some of the things that I put them through. And so, you know, they might have some healing to do whenever they grow up and they realize, you know what, mama, daddy did some of these things to me that they didn't realize they were doing. And so just the way I did, you know what I'm saying? So that being said, and that getting out of the way, let me go ahead and get started and let you know where the inspiration came from. So like I was saying, I was on my way to taking my son to um, tutoring, getting on Highway 83. And I saw this certain type of truck. It was like, a 90s uh 90s like uh chevy short bed type of truck i don't even know the style like i mean i don't even know the model whatever i just see i know when i see that type of truck it does something to me like bad like it makes me want to punch somebody in the face i'm sorry lord i'm just being honest that's what it does and so it was just going to be an emotion that just you know, went through me and the Holy Spirit said, no, let's talk about this. Let's deal with this. What's really going on here? 
And so I, I was like, okay, what's really going on here? Where did this come from? Why, when I see this kind of trucks, I get this like ugh, kind of feeling like, like if, if this truck was a person, I'd kick it, I'd punch it. I don't know why. So where does it come from? And then boom, it came. The, the memory came to me. And so mama, daddy, sister, if you're listening, <laughs> you're going to know exactly what I'm talking about. Um, when I was a kid, my dad bought this type of truck and he had it, um, he had it customized. He, he had it custom made. He put some nice wheels on it and he, he had it painted up, did some details on it. I mean, it was nice. You know, saw it rolling down the street right as he pulled up the driveway. It looked nice. And then that's when he hit me. <laughs> I saw it up close. My sister's name was decaled on both doors and the tailgate. And I'm walking around this thing looking for my name. I don't know. Is my name on the inside? Maybe my name's on the radio. Maybe my name's on the glove box. Maybe it's stitched on the seats. My name was nowhere to be found. So it made it did something to me. It was like, well, where? Maybe there's another truck rolling down the street with my name on it. It was not. It was not. So that's for me was like, whoa, wait a minute. You know what I'm saying? I'm keeping it real with y'all. So that's where my hate grew for that type of truck. And it was sitting in there all this time. <laughs> but it wasn't even for the truck. Here's the thing. With well, the truck care less, you know, it's, it's a truck. It's moved on. I don't even know what they did to it. And all the other ones driving on the road does nothing to them. But what it did to me, you know, what it did to me. And then not just that, but maybe what it created inside of me. Towards my sister, maybe, or towards my dad. You know what I'm saying? So at that moment, I'm like, oh, God, Holy Spirit, like, well, obviously you wanted me to deal with that because like it was there doing something, right? So I prayed about it. I released. I said, Lord, if this is some type of resentment that's been sitting inside of me, obviously these ugly feelings are not okay. I let them go. Forgive me for holding on to them. Forgive my father for doing that. You know, if he displayed some sort of favoritism towards my sister at that time, forgive him. Forgive me for being resentful towards my father, my sister, if I did at that time. Uh, and come and fill that place where, where that was sitting. Okay, replace those feelings with your love. And so by faith, I accepted that God took care of it. And so that was the inspiration for this podcast. So that leads me to the first thing that parents do that they inadvertently do that damage their kid. And that's favoritism. I don't know if this is in every culture. Obviously, I'm Mexican and I only grew up Mexican, Mexican American. We're first generation Mexican Americans. And so, you know, there's always a favorite. And uh, they really don't care to show it, as was my case. <laughs> I, you know, it's okay. I'm, I'm, I can laugh about it now. Um, it's, it just is, you know, it's okay to, to, to show it, uh, that, 
that there's a favorite. They don't really talk about it. They just, it's a known. You just know it. Uh, but parents do that. Parents do that. And so uh, they just do. And let's talk about how we see this in the Word of God. Obviously, this is a podcast on the supernatural. And we see parallels in the Word of God you know, actually happen in real life. And so we want to find healing above anything from the things that hurt us because we don't want to carry these things with us. And God gives us a remedy for everything that we're dealing with. And so we find it in the Word. So let's go ahead and um, first of all address how we see it in the Word. We see it first... uh, well, I don't know first for sure, but I know we see it in Genesis 37. Let's read Genesis 37, 3. We see, Now Israel loved Joseph more than all his children because he was the son of his old age. Also, he made him a tunic of many colors. He customized the truck for him. <laughs> Just kidding. He made him a tunic of many colors. But when his brothers saw that their father loved him more than all his brothers, they hated him. And could not speak peaceably to him. Now Joseph had a dream, and he told it to his brothers, and they hated him even more. So he said to them, Please hear this dream which I have dreamed. There we were, binding sheep in the field. Then behold, my sheep arose and also stood upright, and indeed your sheep stood all around and bowed down to my sheep. And his brother said to him, Shall you indeed reign over us? Or shall you indeed have dominion over us? So they hated him even more for his dream and for his words. And he dreamed still another dream and told it to his brothers and said, Look, I have dreamed another dream. And this time the sun, the moon, the eleven stars bowed down to me. So he told it to his father and his brothers. And his father rebuked him and said to him, What is this dream that you have dreamed? Shall your mother and I and your brothers indeed come to bow down to the earth before you? All his brothers envied him, but his father kept the matter in mind. Then, like, I'm just going to skip down to the story. His brothers, his father sends him off to check on his brothers and the flock. And come back and give me some report. And then you see there could have been some intervention there, but there wasn't. So he, he goes and finds them. Are in Dotham and they see him coming and then they say now when they saw him afar off even before he came near them they conspired against him to kill him then they said to one another look this dreamer is coming come therefore let us kill him and cast him into some pit and we shall say some wild beast has devoured him we shall see what will become of his dreams so they end up they end up not killing him. They actually just uh, throw him in a pit, and then they sell him uh, into slavery. He ends up in Egypt. They come back home. Uh, they tell uh, Israel. Uh, they show him the tunic uh, that they had um, covered in animals' blood, and and I'm saying this as an example in our home. What that would look like in our home today. In that day, uh, shalom was a greeting, was uh, similar to how we would say good morning in our home today or good day, you know, a greeting. So 
Imagine that your siblings can't even say good day to you or good morning to you. They can't even greet you. Um, so that's what was the experience like in the home um, for them in that day. So imagine that in our home today where our siblings uh, can't even say, you know, good morning to each other. I know in, in our home, in our house, uh, we're like, well, what's wrong with you if, if uh, I don't say good morning, you know, or, you know, just whatever. Maybe we're rushing out of the house in the morning and, and we just don't say good morning. It's like, well, what, what got on you today? Because you don't say good morning. So imagine that being just a constant every day in your home because there's no peace to give to that one sibling that you don't, you know, really like or actually you hate, you know. Uh, so I don't imagine that being a very good scenario. And I don't think it was very, uh, very peaceful in Israel's home in that time because, uh, you know, they were against, against, um, uh, against Joseph. And then furthermore, we see that, that Joseph had the favor of God. And, uh, you know, we see that in his dreams. So I say this all day. You know what? If somebody's going to hate me or I'm sorry, envy me, uh, if somebody's going to envy me because God's favor is on me, you know what? Envy me all day. Envy me till you're blue, red, whatever color you want to become. Envy me all day because God's favor is on me. God's favor is not going to leave me because you envy me. That's God's favor. It's, it's something that it's unmerited. It's something that I didn't ask for. It's just something that I didn't work for. It's just something God has given to me, right? Or to each and every one of us, God's favor is God's favor, right? Um, what are we going to do about it? It's just God's favor. So if you want to hate me because you see God's favor on me, or you've seen the manifestation of God's favor over my life, it is what it is, you know, but it's a little bit different here because what the siblings of Joseph see is on top of God's favor on Joseph, which was revealed through the dreams that he shared to them is they're seeing the extra love or the love that he's getting from their dad, um, which is more than what they're getting. And, you know, they know because they're named, uh, a certain way, uh, their mother, Leah, um, you know, some of them are, are, are mothered by Leah. And Leah named them in a certain way because she was also uh, in, in a sort, you know, fighting for the affection of their dad at the time that she had them. So she named them uh, out of rejection. She named them out of pain and hurt and out of, uh, you know, longing for the love and attention of their dad. So they already are carrying some of this, uh, this hate. And so you know, in their name. So you just, just top that up, just put that all together. And so, you know, that is just a part. So envy, envy comes from God's favor, you know, from people seeing God's favor in your life, um, you know, and then hates and other things. So you just couple that together and it's just, it, it's just a, a concoction for destruction. You know what I'm saying? And then there is conspiracy. And I think this was is rather extreme, but I mean, this is what the text shows us. Um, conspiracy and that conspiracy was for murder. It was, uh, the conspiracy was to murder Joseph. There was intervention by the older brother and the murder did not turn, uh, the, the plans for murder did not turn into murder, but they, 
they uh, ended up selling him into slavery instead. Um, but we see that here there was conspiracy. So, um, you know, we, we might find that in a home where there is the favoritism towards, uh, you know, another child or a set of children, uh, the other children might conspire to hurt those who are being favored by mom and dad um, in one way or another. And it doesn't necessarily have to be uh, physical hurt, but it could be, you know, verbal hurt or verbal abuse. It could be bullying or, you know, the things that we see, you know, in the home today. Um, you know, nowadays we do see a lot of, of um, verbal abuse and we do see a lot of bullying, you know, like I mentioned. So, um, there is that conspiracy and with conspiracy is usually, you know, it's plotting, you know, quietly plotting against, um, you know, where, you know, two or more people get together, uh, behind the backs of a person to do harm against them. Um, so that might happen in a home where we see favoritism and, uh, it's, it's rather evil, but it's, this is an escalation of, where things end up when this happens. Um, you know, I pray that if this is happening in anybody's home, it stops before it ever gets there. Um, but you know, it's not rare. I think the word of God shows us these things and lets us find, um, the meaning and the correlations of, of these events. Um, in our life today so that we learn from them and we take from them so that we can intervene and and do something about it in our lives um, because he wants the best for us. So um, I really pray and hope that if any of this is happening in anybody's home, if you, if in your home or in the home of somebody who you know, that um, that there's intervention because it really is ugly. And then we have isolation um, for Joseph. Joseph was isolated. He was sent away essentially to Egypt when he was sold as a slave. Now, we see the bigger picture, right? That uh, the isolation was uh, essentially the processing of Joseph for Joseph to become who he became, right? Uh, the great, you know, uh, savior or deliverer for Israel at that time who he needed to to save Israel um you know from from the famine and to be where he needed to be to be placed where he needed to be placed did God need uh any help to do that I I don't think so I think that um he he like the text says what the enemy meant for evil God turned for good and he was sent ahead so that um that he could prepare is, you know, the place for Israel. But, uh, I, you know, I think that any which way God would have made it happen. Um, God would have processed Joseph anyhow. This was just a much harder way to do it. Nonetheless, if we were to maybe translate that on how that would look like in a home, in a modern home today or to a modern child today or to a person now um you know that would look like isolation to a child or to a child growing into an adult 
you know, it would be that one kid in the in the family that just never gets invited. You know, that one kid in the family that rather just move away from town or, you know, move out of state or marries completely, you know, out of the out of their league to just get out, you know, to just move away. Or, you know, it just I'm just imagining or, you know, the one kid that, you know, and that's that's looking at it positively. Right. You know, there, it might be a kid who actually goes completely astray and is completely isolated and, and is in and out of prison, you know, or becomes an addict or becomes a, you know, you never know. It could be, you know, there's both sides of the spectrum, but the child nonetheless becomes isolated because they never had the unity, the peace, the love and affection and the celebration from the rest of the family. Um, all they had, it was from, from mom or from dad, which, you know, that is, that is good too. But I think that when you have siblings, that's also important. Um, and that's again, just my opinion. We see in the text, the text in the, in the word supports that he was sent away. He was essentially isolated from his siblings. He wound up as a slave. He wound up as a prisoner before he became the prime minister. He was a slave. He was a prisoner. So although he was favored of God, you know, so let's move on now. Okay. So the next thing that we see is it causes, um, Israel grief. It causes the parents grief. Um, another word for that could be it causes the parents great sadness or disappointment to see the breaking apart of their home, the disunion, the disunity of their home, the lack of peace in their home, um, the isolation of one child in their home. Um, you know, just you just imagine a parent scratching their head because their kids don't get along um i i've seen home i've seen parents i've i've known families who the kids don't get along they're all a bunch of thugs or gangsters or they're all just they're always fighting they can't have a get together without someone calling the cops because they fought um where did that happen or where did it start i'm not saying favoritism was the cause but just imagine that that was it or that every time um you know a family got together that was the that was where it ended up because you know mom's always taking the side of the one favorite child or dad's always taking the side of the one favorite child instead of being the the glue that brings everybody together or just uh you know the antidote that creates peace you know when there is chaos right the antidote for chaos right um so that's what it does and then so imagine a parent always worried about are their kids gonna get along this time when there's a get-together at the holidays or whatnot right um i just imagine that that's not a good feeling overall amen do you recognize as if you were listening to this if you recognize that you have been putting one child over uh, over the other as a favorite or you recognize in you maybe that yeah i i do love one child over the other I, there's no i'm sorry no condemnation here 
you recognized it. You know, you were listening and you recognized that you love one child more than the other or that you have been showing favoritism to one child or a couple children over the others. Um, it, you know, in the same fashion that Israel did to Joseph, I think the first step in, in reversing uh, the damage that you may have caused to your other children or in your home um, is to ask the Lord for forgiveness um, that, you know, that you loved your other children or, or your other child um, who is made uh, perfectly, you know, and, and it was given to you as a gift from God. You know, ask ask God for forgiveness. Um, you know that you love love them any less um, than the other, or that you showed them less less um, less love and attention uh, than you did for the others, and and then you renounce doing that in the future. That you renounce and come out of agreement with favoritism, and ask the Lord to redeem. The time that you may have lost or redeem the memories, redeem the heartache and the pain or the, the sorrow and, and any of those uh, feelings we talked about earlier that you may have uh, caused to your children, to your home. Um, and the same is for, uh, for the children who were left out. Um, you know, if you were left out and, and, Anger crept in, hate crept in, envy crept in. Uh, you had unrest for it. Uh, you were dishonest about about things, you know, towards your parents or your other siblings. Uh, you also asked the Lord to forgive you for for having these feelings, uh, for harboring these uh, sentiments, and for for being dishonest. Ask the Lord to forgive you for whatever it is, and and ask Him, um, you know to come into your heart and to to take the place and let love be uh in in you instead of those feelings and renounce those feelings and renounce those thoughts and uh renounce all of that and uh ask the lord to redeem the time that you may have lost with your sibling or with your parents and the opportunities to make memories with your parents or your siblings because of this this situation in your family, your home, um, and then uh, think for the child who was uh, who was a favorite. You maybe you didn't know it. If you didn't know it, uh, maybe you realize today that oh my gosh, I've been favored over my my siblings, and so uh, well, you can't be held accountable for what you did not know, but now that you know, um, what you would do is that, um, you know, you ask the Lord, uh, you know, just to forgive you for not knowing any better. Because really, I mean, I mean, what can you do? Uh, I did not know that. I think if you're an adult, really, as like as a child, what do you really know, right? But as an adult, it's like, Lord, forgive me. I did not know any better. I did not know that I was being shown favoritism over my siblings. Um, Forgive me if I harbored any feelings of resentment, uh, of resentment, anger, pain, uh, unrest, because my siblings were treating me in such a way because they saw me favored by my parents. Um, and so forgive me for harboring those feelings. Come into my heart and replace those feelings with your love, your peace, and your comfort. And your rest, and um, 
redeem any time I may have lost with my siblings because of this. And I renounce any future participation in favoritism. I will not accept favoritism from my parents that would lead um, to, to disunity and dysfunction in my family. As I recognize that I will renounce it and I will not participate in it. In Jesus' name, amen. Um, you know, I, I think that I think that about does it. Um, if you uh, pray as you feel led, um, obviously, if, if you have not received uh, Jesus as your Lord and Savior, if you listen to this whole podcast and you're like, well, wait a minute, <laughs> I've not received Jesus as my Lord and Savior. I don't know what you're talking about. Uh, but I would like to know this, this God, I would like to know, uh, uh, you know, this Jesus Christ you're talking about. And I would like to experience the favor of God in my life. And I would like to experience the love and the peace and the rest of God in my life. Um, what do I do? Well, the first step in, in, in doing that is receiving Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. Please repeat this prayer after me. God. Thank you for loving me. I know I'm a sinner and I have sinned against you. I believe that your son Jesus Christ died on the cross to pay for my sins. And he resurrected from the dead on the third day. I put my faith only in Christ to forgive me and save me from my sins. I confess Jesus as my Lord and Savior. Thank you for the gift of eternal life. I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, our time together today has come to an end. But listen, if this message blessed you, please share it with somebody you love. And don't forget to click the subscribe button. I pray that the Lord bless you and he keep you. And I pray that his favor his grace and his mercy follow you all the days of your life until next time goodbye